Hey everyone, welcome to the Revivals Family Podcast, where we discuss what God's doing on college campuses and the need for prayer, family, and revival. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Revival's Family. I'm here with Daniel Grenz. Hey, everybody. And our special guest today, Matt Lockett. Hey there. We're picking up with part two of our conversation with Matt Lockett. Here goes. The 60-year-old is realizing quickly that their time is limited and how much they both have to give but need to give because mm-hmm. of the, the ends of their tenure. For the 20-year-old, they don't realize how much they need to receive until it's almost too late. You know, like right mm-hmm. now, I mean, for most 20-year-olds, they're thinking like, when do I get my turn? When do I get to step into the limelight, create, build, do my thing? And and, I'm, and do you think, let me just... yeah. Because I think what you're talking about is huge. Because the boomer generation has been elongated in their leadership, their leadership influence, yeah, their position and their leadership. Because that's been elongated in some ways, I feel like my generation got put on this extended hold. So now, rather than you have one generation to the next, it feels like there's almost like a hop and a skip and a jump. Yes where we have four generations. So Gen Z, millennials, Gen X, and boomers all on the scene at the same time. And there has, there has been a breakdown in the transfer. Yeah. And and I'm just pondering what you're saying, Matt, related to the story, because I feel like for most young people, they feel like their story is independent of of those that are older. Because most of us are looking at us and our peers and what we can do, what we can create, our influence, our impact. And and yet when you look at the biblical narrative, I mean, you know, Moses' story is intricately tied in with Joshua and Caleb and their story with those that are after. And Joshua and Caleb could not step into what they did apart from what what Moses and Aaron and and, and the 40-year company did in the desert that laid the foundations for going across the Jordan. And in so many respects today, I mean, in the absence of knowing and understanding where we've been as a nation, what happens in like 2001 with 9-11, what happened in the 90s related to whether it's Columbine or what happened related to the moves of God in the 90s that have so shaped church today, what happened in the 70s with the Jesus movement that have so shaped the boomers who are in leadership. I mean, apart from our understanding of our place in the greater storyline of our time, our nation, like it's almost like we go forward blind and repeat the, both the mistakes and the shortcomings of previous generations. And, and in this moment, I mean, like how, how much do we need to understand? Because I'm looking at that right now and I, I wasn't alive in the 60s, but based on my knowledge of history right now, sure, it looks a lot like the 60s. I mean, the, the, the racial turmoil, the political it divide, yeah. you know, some of the spiritual dynamics of that time. Like, I sure want to hear about what happened then, what didn't work, what were the things that were, were the keys to navigating this time of great divide, unrest, and, and what was the catalyst to the Jesus movement of the 70s? I mean, those are all my questions I have. Yeah. I think what's hard for discerning that right now is that, you know, in in the limited bandwidth of social media, you only get to place blame wow. uh, uh, on 
what happened in that generation, right? I think that's where you get a phrase like, okay, boomer emerging wow. with such powers. All we can do is make an accusation right now. I mean, the accusations are mounting. Yes. There's a hashtag for every accusation. And so there is a lack of curiosity about what was right mm-hmm. yeah. about those times and how that generation was actually trying to remedy what they saw wrong. I, I heard this years ago and it always stuck with me. It's a, a, a statement that Lisa Bevere made mm-hmm. where she was talking to young people and she said, don't say it's my turn, but you can say it's my time. Wow. And there's a, there's a subtlety there. Like yeah. I challenge you to like sit with that and think about that. There is a dismissiveness that comes with saying it's my turn. Sit down. Yep. It's my turn. Wow. Hmm. And but it's different if you say it's my time because then you see yourself in a continuity of work that God has started and he's looking to move things forward with you and even those that come after you. You know? Wow. Yes. And I think that's, that's a powerful so idea. Yeah. That'll change your perspective. Malachi 4 I, I'm we referenced it earlier, but in case you don't know, I mean, it really is this, you know, it's the last few verses of the Old Testament and it speaks of um, this exhortation for the fathers to turn their hearts to sons and daughters and sons and daughters to turn their hearts to mothers and fathers, lest there be a judgment. And I mean, it's the super heavy, yeah. weighty thing that, that if in a time period, if sons and daughters don't turn their hearts in humility to want to learn from mothers and fathers, there's actually a curse. There's actually a judgment that they will experience. And and I'm just pondering that, you know, and, you know, we only get one chance at being 20 and one chance at being 40. And, and as we're walking through this, Matt, what would you say to the young person today who is surrounded by this milieu of okay, boomer, and, and where there's a sense that we have access to all the information in the world via Google. We have the, the, the litany of opinion on social media and, and just the sense of untetheredness right now. We're all just kind of in this, we're navigating on our own what, what is justice and what is solutions. And, and you're kind of choosing, it's kind of like those old books where you're navigating through the story. We get to pick our path right now of what we believe, what we'll say, how we respond, who we agree with, who we don't. Like, what would you say to the young person who's inundated with information and they can choose what they want? How do we do Malachi 4 in this moment? Well, it's interesting that you relate that to the fact that there's a curse associated with it. I think biblically, we can see that curses are powerful. They can go to three, four generations. But the reality of God's storyline is that there are also generational blessings. And the promise is that a, a generational blessing is unto a thousand generations. In other words, it, it, it has no end. And so we have a privilege. I think every generation has a privilege to examine what, what are the mistakes of the past but then God's all about healing history. We can actually like intervene and see curses broken. And then when that happens, uh, there's not just a vacuum. I believe when you, when you break a curse, then the blessing flows. And so for me, I'm a prayer guy, you know? And so I, I, this is my primary engagement is, is uh, engaging the church, engaging people, this generation to pray and Look at what's happening in America right now and say, okay, what are the, what is this symptomatic? What are the curses that this is symptomatic of? And to deal at a root level 
primarily in prayer, but also in action, to see those curses broken. See, I don't think the answer right now is just to cheer on the riot. I think there's a lot of people right now that are like, heck yes. Like they're, they're, they're literally stoking the fires that are being kindled all over America. And they have no understanding that there is actually another storyline. There's another agenda that at least in part is fueling that. They don't understand that, that, that there is uh, an enemy of our souls that wants to see an entire generation descend into darkness. Wow. And we have to be very careful when we, we are standing on the side and we're cheering on the rioting. We need to understand that God has a storyline that at any moment is pressing to break in hmm. to the situation. So right now, there is a remedy for racism. That Right now, there is a remedy for you name the injustice that's going on. Yes. We are not hopeless. Yeah. And yes, some things do need to be broken so that they can be rebuilt correctly. I believe there are systemic things that need to be broken. That, 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 but we have, you know, before we can discover what is the right way to do it, we got to lay hold of what God's storyline is. Um, I can't give you a one, two, three, like a practical thing about to do that. I, I, if anything, what I feel pressing on me right now is that there needs to be a spiritual curiosity among the young people that wants to go to the stones and say, what do these stones mean? Yeah. And, and that's that Malachi four, five, and six thing is that it is the children turning to yes. the fathers. It's not just the fathers turning to the children. This is mutual. Right. Yes. If we're going to see a curse broken, it has to be mutual. And so we need yeah. some spiritual curiosity right now among young people. Yeah, that's really good. I, I think we've had some podcasts where we've, ac- we've actually hit into this, but we've talked a lot over the past months about the need to listen, mm-hmm. you know, to, to reach out, to understand uh, across racial lines, et cetera. But I don't know if we've really tapped into across the generational lines. We haven't. The, the need to not only reach to those who are in pain, but to reach to those that have walked before us mm-hmm. and, and really connect our hearts with them. And, and so I so appreciate what you're bringing out, Matt. Yeah, Matt, this is so good. Uh, I think if there's anything that, that I'm taking away from this conversation is really the significance of in humility that we would have, you call it spiritual curiosity, um, that we would be ones that we would ask Questions. I mean, yeah. I think that's one of the greatest postures of, of wanting to learn is is going to those that have gone before us. You know, especially those that are different, especially those that 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 we might not necessarily have you know like a lot in common with. You know, like we're talking about those in pain, um, but but I feel like we have a moment, and I think so much of it is the willingness to realize that we don't have the answers, that that yeah. we, we don't fully see the world fully or see it, you know, with comprehensive accuracy. Um, and, and that the 20 year old, the 40 year old and the 60 year old, I mean, there really is an opportunity we have in the next, you know, five, 10 years to really like have multi-generational family yeah. where we're discovering the greater story of what the Lord has done, what he is doing in this moment and what he wants to do with us together in the next 10 plus years. I, I want to, bring up one example, please. Cause I think this is huge is it's very popular right now. It's in vogue to actually like lob this accusation at the church in America right now that she's not diverse, right? That, that we're, mm-hmm. the church is racist. Like we're so divided. And I believe that there is some truth in this, but what this young generation doesn't understand is 
that the church is more integrated than it was 20 years ago. And, and, and we, we, we don't have like a working knowledge of the progress that has been made. Now, has it been completed? No, this is what we're dealing with right now. I believe yeah. that this is just God turning the page for this generation that we need to go further. We dare not stand at this point right now and just blame the church and, and just, you know, punch at everything that we think is wrong. You don't know where the church has been yeah. and you don't know what good men and women have accomplished in the past generation. You weren't there, but you need to ask about it. You need to find about, find out about how far we have come. No, we haven't arrived. No, we're not perfect, but God's writing a story, and I believe he's, he's taking things along in a progression. So good. The significance of being young is that you don't necessarily have the awareness of it, and you're, you're dreaming of what's possible. So you're looking at the current, and you're like, how can I change this? How can I improve this? Yeah. So they're, they're coming in with fresh faith, fresh zeal to bring change, but it's significant that they're doing that from the place of being anchored in what change has already happened to realize that there's been a whole lot of progress. Yes, a lot more progress needs to be made. And, and, and there are real challenges the Lord wants to do in terms of seeing racial healing in America, seeing, you know, the church grow in maturity in, in different ways. But, but doing that from the place of history and being part of a continuing story. Yeah. So good. And, and I'm thinking the the two way thing of Malachi four, where for the young person listening, um, to, to not just dismiss the struggles, even the failures of past generations, but as Matt's saying also the, you know, the, the breakthroughs of a work that's not yet done, but also for anybody who is in the older generation that's listening to not dismiss a zeal that you would look back on and say, I, I once believed for the same things, but I didn't see it. But to believe that there's a, a connection with what you've labored for that God wants to bring the next generation into, and they may have the fruit of it come forth in their time, but it's it's really only going to happen with that connection. And, and so for older people that are listening, fathers and mothers, to really lock your heart in with a, a few young ones that you can come alongside and champion and encourage and so good and, and really pass all that you can yes. onto them. Yeah. I love it. Matt, thank you. This yeah. has been such a rich Thanks, conversation. Matt. We so appreciate you friendship, all that you do. Um, Thank you for making time to be with us. Would you pray for for both the young person listening and and the mothers and fathers listening, um, just that we would grow in this in Malachi four reality that that we would have just hearts to both invest and hearts to both be learners and ones that are receiving and growing together. I'd love to. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for what you are doing with the generations right now lord you're you're putting on full display what it looks like when we don't work together you you're showing us uh, daily what it looks like when we turn away from each other when we reject each other based on the color of our skin based on our social status, and Lord, even based on our age, God, I pray that you would break in you promised that you were going to send the prophet Elijah, that spirit of Elijah that isn't about the, the fire on Mount Carmel. The spirit of Elijah was him taking a spiritual son named Elisha 
under his sh- under his arm and and bringing him along and making him a double portion son the spirit of elijah is the generation one generation imparting to another and one listening to the other that the hearts of the fathers turn to the children and the children to the fathers god i pray for a spirit of elijah to break into this narrative that's playing out right now in America, but in the nations of the earth, but especially right now in in the United States. Lord, the storyline that's playing out, the fires that are burning, the accusations that are being made, break in with the spirit of Elijah that begins to turn the hearts. Lord, for the older generation, God, I pray that they would allow their hearts to turn to the younger, that they would would set aside their offense and their rejection and their own failures, Lord, and that they would lean in, Lord, to the season of their life that they're in. And for the younger, I pray for them that that same spirit of Elijah would turn their hearts to those that have gone before them. Lord, not just to more teachers, but to fathers and mothers. God, we pray for that right now. Send the spirit of Elijah now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Matt. And and just one more time, an unashamed plug, not because you're sitting here, but because I, I feel this, that the Dream King, for those listening, get the book, read it. And it's it's going to, every time I hear this story, I'm like, I'm filled with hope. Yeah. And if there's anything we need today, it's hope that God has a purpose and a plan. And so this story of Matt and Will Ford, it it will really bless you in seeing how God has been working a storyline for centuries and centuries, and we're brought into it in this moment. Yep. Our website is dreamstreamcompany.com. And you can get the book there. There's also a few videos that people can catch, some interviews and things uh, of us talking about that story. I love it. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for joining us today for Revival's Hemming Podcast. Feel free to leave us feedback. If you loved it, if there's something that was said that really just moved your heart, um, let us know. We'd love to hear. Bless you guys. We'll catch you next time for the Revival's Hemming Podcast. We